Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of the podcast, and we have the first guest, Marco. Marco, what's your name and how should I pronounce it? Hello. Hi, Francesco. My name is Marco Bonomo, and it's very nice to be here for your first episode. Okay. How do you pronounce your name? So it's name? Marco Bonomo. And how usually people call you? Does it bother when people say your name in a wrong or different way at all? Well, to be honest, I, I think my name is quite simple. So there is a, there is a, there is a very big, uh, any big chances to get it wrong. I don't know if you know what I mean. You're very lucky. <laughs> my name is, <laughs> well, misunderstood. Okay, let's move uh, to the next, next step. From your website, I see that you worked in the pharma industry for a while and uh, you also moved to the UK um, in 2012, if I'm not wrong. As I think that uh, these questions are quite connected, I'll ask them together. What brought to move uh, from Italy to England and what and why brought you to move from the pharma industry that is completely different from the SEO? to the SEO world. How do you learn SEO? How, what's the trigger for, for this change? Yeah, sure. So basically, I came to England in June 2012. I came actually for a girl. So I, I came to, I moved country for, for love. And yeah, basically, that, that's it. So I didn't have any specific uh, reason apart from that. So no business or job opportunities uh, or anything like that. So I came just for like, you know, personal relationship reason. And I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry. I started working in the pharma industry here in London. We need to, just to, to let the, the, the audience know that basically the pharma industry in a country like the UK, it's really strong. So it's one of the main like businesses in the in the country so i had the chance to get to make some really good experience in the in, in one of the like uh, the best industry the uk can can offer and i would say it's a very good industry because it's compared to other industries it's it, there is continuous development there are continuously like new drugs and the market obviously is the world so it's there is more like a lot of like international, you know, um, like shipments and lots of like business development. So pharmaceutical industry is definitely one of the big industries in the, in the UK. The pharma industry and the, the SEO industries are very, very different. How did you decide and why you decide what, what was the trigger that this made you uh, change and how do you learn about SEO? Yeah, so basically I always had a, a really, really big uh, interest in uh, SEO and digital marketing, but working uh, in the pharmaceutical industry, I never actually had a chance to develop uh, any of it. So I was trying to look for jobs like that allow me to, to get some experience in the at least SEO, if not uh, digital marketing, but I wasn't really successful. So I started as a side project. So I started a business about actually CV writing uh, for something like one year, one and a half, two years, I had this business where basically I used to provide the service to Italian people that wanted to move to the UK. Mm -hmm. And I used to translate with the help of some like native speakers, these CVs to like to a, a perfect English standard, which was, you know, it was my, which was my, my goal. And to generate traffic 
to lead to the business, I created a kind of a blog for Italian users to get to know, I don't know, for example, how to write a cover letter in English, how to write a CV in English, why you shouldn't use the Europass uh, format. So I created it as a kind of byproduct of uh, creating this uh, blog for business. I learned so much about SEO that uh, after like uh, one year, one and a half, I was feeling so confident that I managed to get a job in, a, in an agency. So you did what most of the people should do in the SEO, having your own website. You started with a job in the pharma industry, then you started your own business that is translations and helping Italian expats to improve their CV and so on. And then you applied for an agency and, and you, because of your, the experience that you developed on your own projects, right? Yeah, that's correct. So in, if you work in the pharmaceutical industry, it's, to be honest, it's a really good, it's a really nice industry to, to work for. So you got lots of benefits, you got uh, very standard hours, all these companies that are making uh, obviously a lot of profits. So it's a really, really good place to work uh, in. But to be honest, I wasn't feeling like um, fulfilled. So I really wanted to develop uh, more my, my, my love. I always had for, for SEO and digital marketing. So to find a way to get a full-time job into SEO, I had to make my own way. I had to, I had to build my, my own way to get to that point. So I would say learning from scratch was really, really long, really painful, costly, pricey. <laughs> But uh, I would say it's probably the best way I, I can recommend to anyone starting from some, something like scratch like this, because then you know how long does it take to rank a website. You learn pretty much everything from key research to uh, HTML, uh, to uh, link building, to internal linking, to, I mean, lots of like, lots, basically all about SEO, obviously for a very small website. I'm not talking about an e-commerce, but at least you got the basics to start uh, a career in, uh, in SEO. You basically know what, what you're talking about. And one big question, Okay, the pharma industry is quite simple to understand. How do you describe to your parents what do you do for a living now? So if you ask my mother, she's going to tell you that I work with computers. So basically she doesn't have any idea, uh, any clue about what I'm doing. She knows I'm working with websites, but that's it. So I think probably the previous generations, the older generation is a bit struggling to fully understand uh, what is digital marketing, the potential, of organic and because probably they're probably more used to, you know, like traditional advertising, like TV, radio, this kind of stuff. Okay, Marco, you told us the, your story. You're also an SEO speaker. You spoke to Brighton SEO and other big SEO events and uh, a contributor for several industry magazines. You wrote uh, about topics like the fu future proof uh, for your uh, UX, Fuzzy Lookup, Uh, SEO front-end, SEO alerts, Google for jobs, and other topics. Uh, your two big uh, things, uh, you are known for Google for jobs and uh, fuzzy lookups. Do you want to talk about a, li a little bit more about uh, these two topics? I know that you are very into these two themes, so just let us know, the listener know what you think about that. So basically, I started working on fuzzy lookup just for a very, very, very simple reason. I tend to work uh, on my day-to-day -day SEO job with uh, very large e-commerce. 
So as you can imagine, most of the times these, these websites, they, made, they might have lots of photo force working pages. So I really hate like manual work. So if there is any way to automate uh, this kind of like very simple work, I trust me, I'm going to find it. So in an attempt to uh, make the most of my time working on redirecting the, the photo force of big e-commerce, which sometimes we were talking about even thousands of photo force if the site has not been like dealt with for, for a long time. So I figure out a way to use a fuzzy lookup, which is an Excel plugin, which allows you to create a match between two different data sets where, for example, on the left, we got all the four fours and on the right, we got uh, uh, all the new, all the URS from a fresh uh, uh, crawl. So this uh, tool basically is giving you a similarity score and basically is simplifying a lot uh, what used to be a lot of like manual work. And probably one of the main like points of I'm most proud of is that once I did this presentation, this talk about Fuzzy Lookup in Brighton SEO, I had people contact me, people contact me on like LinkedIn and Twitter, some other, some other ways. And they really to, uh, say that, oh, thank you so much. I have no idea that I could use like Excel to do something like this. So this is like for me really, um, you know, it's, it, it proves that what you do and you share with the industry is actually working, which is one of the best things. Uh, yeah, uh, site migration or an e-commerce website, they, are, they could, uh, they change the products, they change the pages and so on. And when you have many pages, uh, thousands of pages sometimes, uh, something that automates everything uh, would be very, very helpful. I'm sure you'll be, your work will, will be helpful for many, many, many other SEOs. <clears throat> Thanks. The other topic is about uh, Google for Jobs, which is, which is a topic I really, I really love. I actually spoke uh, at uh, SMX Milan quite recently about that. And I actually did a few podcasts about that because I really, really think that Google for Jobs is a feature not many people know. So it's, I'm really keen on uh, like sharing with the biggest audience I can about Google for Jobs, which is a search feature available on Google as soon as you type a job in the search bar. So for example, uh, let's say that you're an SEO consultant and you live uh, in uh, London. So you type SEO consultant, even uh, without specifying a location, and then Google is presenting you in a dedicated box, all the search offers posted by companies or agencies that adopted the schema markup job posting. The good part is that all of this is free. So any company, even if you have a no recruitment budget, can appear in Google for free with a job posting. Do you expect this schema markup to be more popular in the next few months, years? And why companies are not yet using that? Well, for a very simple reason. Big companies, they tend to rely very much on job portals. We're talking about portals like Indeed, Read, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, something like that. And uh, the others have lots of traffic, lots of application for that. But the fact that you can do pretty much the same job for free, it's something they should be aware of. And uh, it's something that could uh, really, really cut also the, the budget for the online recruitment. Basically, implementing Google for Jobs for smaller companies could be a no-brainer just it's something that if they hire frequently uh, 
is something that they should implement as soon as possible. Yeah, definitely. So let's say that you're a very small company. Uh, even if you got a website with like five pages, you can create a six page with a job post at the schema markup, um, optimize the page for Google for Jobs, and you have the chance to rank uh, in a very good position and to, have, to receive lots of applications for free. This is like a very small business case, but this is also applicable to big companies because if you're a huge company, let's say like, I don't know, like Disco or Sainsbury's, where they continuously recruit all the time because obviously the bigger the company, the bigger the, the turnover, they have the chance to save a lot of money because just because Google for Jobs at the moment is free. So why not make the most out of it? And for sure, if you look for a marker name and a group for jobs, you'll find quite a bit of content he created about around this area. Okay, specific topics apart. English is your native language and as well as is not mine. And I know that doing so well takes uh, time and, and a lot of energy. You wrote uh, several magazines, as we said. You talked on conference, written, uh, as you included. Many conferences don't, don't have many not native, not English speakers. Can you give our listeners and me as well some advice on how, uh, how to be more present out there uh, as a non-native speaker? How do you overcome any fear in terms of language? I know that uh, writing or uh, talking or uh, presenting in a, can be difficult. The confidence, the language and everything, they, they are something that can stop you for doing that. So in my personal case, I would uh, highly recommend to start uh, small. So in my case, uh, for example, I started with a blog, it's an English blog called uh, Smart Insights. And from that, I slowly build uh, my career as an author for SEO-related posts. So after that, I started to work with uh, um, Search Engine Watch. And after that, I managed to, to collaborate with Search Engine Land, which is one of the most, probably one of the most popular. So the way to get to the top, uh, obviously, is probably going to take a few months, if not a few years. But my recommendation is that if your company has got a blog, uh, if your friend has got a blog, uh, just start uh, writing something about you're most uh, passionate about, because then uh, is, it, the piece is going to start uh, writing by itself. If you're keen, if you got uh, an interest in that, and um, apart from that, the industry really is really looking forward with for like new knowledge. So probably the best uh, I can I can think about is about the, like a, a business case. So if you, a, a kind of case study. So if you work on something for one of your clients, you did a good job, and you're able to share the kind of work, how you did the work, why you did it in that way, is probably the best way to get popularity in this uh, industry. And after getting some confidence in like writing blog posts for like even big magazines, I would say starting with public speaking, even like um, here in London, we got uh, amazing ones. Uh, for example, one of my favorite is Search London, which is, is happening every few months. Even now it's happening virtually, even in, uh, in the middle of the pandemic. But if you go to small meetups, you really have the chance to get started. And for example, like a few weeks ago, I, I spoke with SMX, which is one of the, the biggest ones. But the week get there, obviously, it takes some, it's going to take some time. So my recommendation is that don't, don't be like stressed because you don't get to the big ones. It's going to take some time. And especially if you're, if you're an expat like me, don't think that since you're not a native speaker, 
people, they're not going to listen to you. I spoke with person with, they have a much better knowledge, uh, knowledge about SEO than me, but uh, they're a bit afraid of like public talking, uh, even writing articles, uh, speaking a podcast. But uh, let me tell you that uh, um, your knowledge is much more important than your accents. So there is no way like an audience is going to tell you, tell you off because, just because uh, you have an accent. So just get it started and you, you can pick it from there. Absolutely. So you actually started with a quite big, all the names you mentioned are quite well known. You were talking about the positive aspect and everything. What was, what, what is your biggest challenge in speaking or writing and how did you overtake it? Probably, if I had to think about that, probably the biggest challenge ever was uh, to change a career because uh, I started doing SEO when I was 35, which if you come from a country like Italy, where basically if you're over 30, uh, you got very much limited uh, opportunities, uh, especially if you want to change your career. So for me to have had the opportunity to change career at 35 was the biggest accomplishment I ever done in my life especially because I used to work in a pharmaceutical industry and to start from scratch to an SEO, I had to cut everything, I had to cut benefits, salary. I had completely to change my life. So it was a big gamble on my side. But uh, if you're really passionate about uh, what you're doing, there is, I, I really think that nobody is going to stop you. Let's move on. You live and work in a language that you don't, not your native language. And you also recently learned Spanish. What brought you to learn Spanish as, and another, as another language uh, on top of your current languages? So I'm an Italian native speaker, and I would say probably Spanish is the closest one to, to Italian. A Spanish person once told me that uh, for, it's, it's easier for an Italian learning Spanish than for a Spanish learning Italian. I don't know the reason, but... Uh, I just trust the, uh, that person, probably uh, that person was probably learning uh, Italian. I always been uh, curious about different uh, uh, cultures personally. So if I, to be honest, if I had uh, one more day per week, I would start learning uh, French or some other languages because it's not just speaking the language, it's speaking the culture. So it's like jumping, traveling, traveling without moving. And that's why I love speaking more than one language. Yeah, thank you. Okay, we are getting to the end and uh, I hope our listener will not uh, complain about the length of the, our uh, podcast. Let's go back to SEO. What's your focus at the moment? So at the moment, uh, I'm uh, very keen uh, on expanding my knowledge about uh, YouTube. So we need to probably, if you're interested in YouTube, uh, we need to split into. So YouTube uh, analytics, uh, which is uh, everything you can get from uh, once you get, you land, uh, you got your own channel and uh, you can, you start to optimize, for example, like uh, the description, the title, and uh, you actually have a, you start uh, uh, measuring the, with the metrics. So retention, this kind of stuff. And the other bit, which is the pure content creation, which is obviously is uh, closely related to the YouTube analytics. But uh, if you work in SEO, probably I get started to get interested in YouTube, uh, starting with uh, YouTube analytics, which is amazing because I really, really love uh, Google Analytics, uh, um, Google Data Studio. So you can do amazing things 
creating dashboards with uh, YouTube Analytics data. So I warmly recommend to play around with, with both. And I, now I'm getting started with, with also like content creation, but I'm, it's kind of slow process, to be honest, because uh, I know very much about SEO, but I'm super junior about content creation. So I'm slowly starting with uh, Adobe After Effects, Adobe Premiere, Adobe Photoshop. Uh, you got all the tools in the world now, and they are absolutely, the, the price is absolutely inexpensive if you want to create content. So you just need a laptop, a bit of spare time, and you can absolutely build a career in content creation. Thanks. Okay, what should I ask you that I didn't uh, know enough, enough to ask you? Probably, I really like the, the angle you, you had with your questions. Probably talk about more about the, the personal experience, the kind of like what is driving you, why, what's the reason why you work in SEO. We need to, from my personal perspective, SEO is an industry where if you don't have a passion for that, it is not a career for you because you're going to spend an awful lot of time in trying to get up to, the, up to speed to what Google is, is doing with the algorithm, with how complicated is the search engine of Google is. So if you want to reach that, that kind of understanding, the kind of knowledge, it has to be driven by passion. In my opinion, it's as simple as that. I agree. Marco, we are at the end of the episode. I have my two last questions. Where can our listeners connect with you online? So they can contact me on LinkedIn. Quite easy to find on... Uh, I think the only Marco Bonomo doing SEO in London. So it's, it's quite <laughs> easy. So on LinkedIn, probably very easy to find. And also... On Twitter, I'm quite active on uh, Twitter, so please feel free to follow me on uh, on Twitter. My handle is Marco Bonomo SEO, which is very simple to to remember. So hopefully, I'm going to get more uh, followers from now on. And of course, your website. Of course, yeah. Uh, sorry, my website, which is marcobonomo.co.uk, if you want to pay a visit. Uh, okay, this is my last question. I'll give you a few seconds to think who has been the biggest influence uh, on your life and uh, can you tell uh, us about this person talking about work talking about your personal life uh, you decided sure i got no hesitation about this so it's i wanted to say hello to my friend armando Salle, which has been a very close friend for many years now he's an seo uh, expert so he's got many years of experience in the industry and uh, most importantly he has been keen on sharing every kind of secrets he learned about SEO to, to myself. So I remember when I used to build my own um, website as a side project for the business, we used to meet every Wednesday evening for probably six months, six, eight months. And in, in those evenings, I learned so much about SEO just because I had a person who was willing to share. So, um, and, and this also brings me to, to another like uh, thought about the nature of, uh, of the industry because uh, this is an industry where the more um, you get to know people that works in the industry, the easier it is, is going to be for you to make a career out of it. So um, Twitter, for example, is another excellent tool to stay in touch with the industry, reading articles, reading what people are actually doing at the moment. So I was lucky, had a really good friend, which by chance is also like an expert, but you can find lots of experts on Twitter. And the industry, in my opinion, it's super open. You, you're going to find lots of like people that are 
really like-minded, that really have a willingness to share. And it's probably one of the best things about the industry. So if you live in a big city, you've got a chance to network in person. Obviously, it's going to be perfect. Compared to just five years ago, the number of meetups doing SEO digital marketing simply exploded. Absolutely. So if you work, especially in the south of England, you got London, you got Reading, you got uh, so many different kind of cities. Also, there are really, really crazy amount of podcasts that you can listen to, to get to know more about people. Because obviously you got uh, all these people like, you know, experts that they, they love to share about the experience, about what they're best uh, at. So there are always like many different ways to get uh, started with networking. So now I think now we live in an age where there is no excuse for you to stay up to date with the current knowledge because you, there are so many ways really to start networking. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, our listener, to listen to my first episode of this podcast. And uh, yeah, let's uh, catch up online. Bye-bye. Thank you.